Welcome to Add to Party, a friendship simulator masquerading as a new show. I'm your host, James Hartwell, and I'm joined by... Charles Yamat, and I'm joined by... Andy Kaye. That's very NPR of you, Andy. Thank you. I was listening to NPR. I'm in an NPR mood. Really? You're, you're that guy, huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> Virtue signaling liberal. You should think back on the interactions where Andy starts with, I heard, I was listening to NPR, <laughs> comma, <laughs> subject. Yeah. That's literally how I have to introduce. I don't just hear something or read something. I heard it on NPR. <laughs> That's right. I have to prove that I'm better than you because exactly. I, listen to na- I listen to national public radio. Mm. Oh, and I'm a contributing member. Okay. <laughs> of and not during a fun drive. So I don't have a tote bag. I'm just a good person. I do it. I do it out of the goodness of my heart. <laughs> I do. I really like them. I think they do good stuff. So I wanted to give them. I haven't listened to an NPR show in a long time. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff, but it can be a bummer way to start your morning. <laughs> what was the game? What was the game show that's on there? Wait, wait, don't tell me. Yeah, that one. I tried to listen to that a couple times and I found it just unlistenable. <laughs> That's a fun, oh, I like that one. I also like Hidden Brain. I like Invisibilia. I like the This American Life. That's a fun one. Charles, <laughs> be honest with me. Does he? Charles, be honest with me. Does he have the NPR website up in front of him and he's just reading off of it? No, no, he doesn't. Oh, <laughs> oh no, it's not on my most frequented. It is at work. <laughs> you know what was on? Up. You know what was on his front page of Twitch though? What's that? Some. Very interesting streams up oh, at the time. What is my? Uh, some people were working out, as they say. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Andy, Andy says innocently. Well, well, how did that get there? Huh? Listen, I'm just looking for uh, fitness inspiration for my Hawaii trip. That's I was great. telling Charles, I have like not just love handles, but I have like handles under my armpits does that make sense andy just, like just rem- andy just remember flat fat floats all right charles he's gonna sink to the bottom of the ocean you <laughs> and i you and i will be easily rescuable when our when our boat goes down <laughs> easily it's the the flotation devices i've started at the top of my body now yeah that's yeah. right now, now you'll balance easier charles is gonna hit the water and it's just it's yours to see a bubble and then that's it i mean well you guys should remember i can't float already so i'm gonna as soon as we go near a beach i'm going to wear a life vest the entire time uh, mostly because i also will not be wearing a shirt the entire trip uh, are you really gonna wear a life vest when you go swimming oh yeah what's it really <laughs> it's the beach <laughs> There's no bottom. You just keep it. You get to the shelf. And then you go, oh, well, there I go. <laughs> There's a shelf. It's not like it's a sheer drop five feet away from the shore. Uh, so you, you've you not been uh, with me when I go polar bearing. But I go as deep until it's almost too far down. <laughs> that's it. And that's where I would go. I need to go as far as I can. You don't why you live your life so safe? <laughs> like, uh, do you ever see Gattaca? Yes. 
yeah. it's a great how movie. did you how did you ever swim so far? It's because I never saved anything for the swim back. That's how Charles lives his life. It's a great movie. Ethan Hawke, Jude Law, Uma Thurman, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. vaguely racist oh, <laughs> yeah, overtones absolutely. about ge- genetic engineering. Yeah. I mean that that it's a good movie to teach your students of uh, the dangers of geneticists. Yeah, you know I genetic superiority. What what did you watch, Andy? I watched a video essay (laughs) about on on NPR's website. No, but it was a leftist YouTuber. Um, That's close enough. What's that movie? Oh, did I already talk about this? The movie that everybody says is a documentary, Idiocracy. Oh, yeah. oh, I, I think you've mentioned this, yeah. How it's actually bad. And it's about, uh, what is it? Not euthanasia. What's the one where uh, you kill the people you don't want? Genocide. Gen- not genocide. Um, just specific people? Just specific people. Like ones and twosies, not like a group? Right. That's genocide. No, 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 no. I guess I should. Basically, it's about um, not letting stupid people live anymore. Yeah, I'm aware of what it is. I'm aware of the movie Idiocracy. Yes. So I was talking about eugenics and how early 2000s comedies were bad and the movie's bad. But it was really interesting because when Trump was elected, the movie got this resurgence because everybody kept saying Idiocracy is a dem- or a, um, a documentary, actually. And then she went and watched it and was like, guys, this is pretty bad. <laughs> like, yeah, this I, is I, wish, I wish we had Terry Crews as our president. You know what? And he was well and good in the movie. He drove a monster truck and he fired uh, M14s as he did it. <laughs> With everybody's that's, best. And I, think, and I think that's the kind of uh, that's the kind of go-to attitude we need in our in our current political climate where women have no rights. Oh, no. That's as political right? as we're getting in this podcast. Okay, well... Um... <laughs> You know, oh no, James, we need to get much more political because oh. I have a lot of feelings about Kirby. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. Well, here. I, let's I, let's, uh, let's talk let's talk about Kirby and how it re- and how it intersects with with the Supreme Court trying to take away women's right to choose. Andy, go ahead. Oh, I'll get there. Let's start. Okay. <laughs> so, going to put my mic on mute and just let go. you run. So there is a game that has come out called Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Number one, it's excellent. And James, you've been playing it, right? I'm only on the third world. You're only on the third world. Okay. I don't want to give too many spoilers then. I mean, I know every Kirby game ends with, look at this cute little pink blob. And then like the last world is fight the creator of all things. <laughs> <laughs> kind of close. But... Yeah. For my argument to work, we have to ignore the ending. <laughs> so let's just follow that's, through. That's so, uh, every great white man's argument. Yeah. I, I have a point. I have a point to make. But at first, let's ignore all the facts and exactly. just focus on how I feel about the facts it. And just look at the buildup that sent me on a spiral. So recently, I've been playing Forgotten Land, and I have been ever since I started it and beaten it, and now working on a hundred percenting it. I have been obsessed with Kirby. Like I cannot stop thinking about Kirby. I look up pictures of Kirby 
just to look at pictures of Kirby. I've set my background at work to Kirby, but not at home for some reason. And I don't know why. <laughs> I think it would, was going to be like less embarrassing, but I don't know why I th- thought that. Um, but I keep thinking about him. And I think the reason why the conclusion I came to is the theme of Kirby and the Forgotten Land is you are Kirby navigating. It says a forgotten world. I say it's an abandoned world, (laughs) abandoned and destroyed because of capitalism. By an an indifferent God. No, 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 no. (laughs) By people, James. (laughs) Because I have been, I literally think I have been investing all of my fears and dread and just angst about the world and literally late stage capitalism into Kirby. I've been using Kirby as this vessel of forgetting. I don't know. But I do know when I play the game, literally, it like lights my brain on fire fire like the serotonin flows and everything is solved and the biggest thing and i don't know i haven't dug too deep into this but i know the 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 thing i love most in the game and james you have experienced this so please validate me on this well every time you enter a new world to get an idea of how destroyed it is and abandoned and lonely is kirby flies around on his star right going through buildings toppling over and cars that are destroyed. And then he looks back at you. He waves and he says, hello, or he says, hi. And I skipped that. Oh, well, I (laughs) never skip it. And I am obsessed (laughs) with him saying hi. (laughs) Every time you beat a world, he says, hi. Did you know, James, in town, you can press left or up on the D-pad and say hello to all the other people in the town? Because I just do that. (laughs) I'll spend like 10 minutes just running around town and waving at people just so they can say hi back. I am addicted, James. And Charles. Charles is here, too. But Charles has heard this. So I have to yell at you, James. Charles, listen or note, Charles and Andy are in the same room, specifically Andy's room. Charles, if you could just take a second and just give yourself a 360 of Andy's apartment, how many of the walls are covered with pictures of Kirby and Elon Musk and red string drawing in between? Oh, my God. (laughs) No. Charles, answer. No, no, no. Uh, it's a, right now, we, uh, we sit in a what our friend would call a red flag room. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it is uh, uh, in one in in the closet are a shelf full of uh, shrine to gaming Thank and uh, anime. Yes, um, there are multiple shelves of figures. Yes, on display, mm-hmm. some obscure, some not. Mm-hmm. Uh, for of his favorite games, mm-hmm. there are. Uh, I would say uh, boxed, but not mint, not minted oh, editions okay. of certain Thanks, games. Charles. <laughs> I, and you know, they could be better. They're it's really what Charles meant, but they're, they are, it, they're aged to show oh, complete in box <laughs> uh, in order to be properly uh, on display. Uh, you know, this friend group isn't one to, to care for pristine editions. Right. It is 
it is purely about how much we love certain things. Mm-hmm. Thank uh, you. Thank you. And then on the other side is a little work table for uh, for uh, Gundams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mm-hmm. would say I don't know if if it's proper to just say models. I think <laughs> more so build model kits. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Model kits more than uh, Gundams. I prefer if one day Andy made Gundams, but I don't have really a say in it. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it was just crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but, then in front, there's an Ava, um, what's it, poster from New Type. Yeah. Framed. All reasonable. Yeah. I think all of that is reasonable and healthy. I will say on my model kit table, I am, am building a Kirby <laughs> because I am starting a shrine. <laughs> I just haven't put it up yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'm building mm-hmm. a Kirby and he's on his star and he's in my favorite pose of waving high. So he's waving hello on a star and tomorrow I'm picking up a stand so I can put him on the stand. And then I'm having, I'm working with someone to design um, like 3d printed game boy game stands so I can display my game boy games of Kirby. And then I'm finding out you can just put pictures of things. So now I'm just looking up different pictures of Kirby to put on my Kirby stands for my Kirby games for my Kirby shrine with my Kirby model kit on the Kirby stand. And I love Kirby and I think the game is a beautiful, not beautiful, but a stark and striking message about the effects of late stage capitalism. And I'm thinking about it a lot, James, and like literally it's consuming me. And I'm curious, what are your thoughts? Please validate me. I would also like to say uh but this game plus the Game Boy versions of the games are the games that Andy likes for Kirby. Oh, mm. that's a very good point. I didn't care about Kirby all that much until this, <laughs> like at all. It was mm-hmm. Forgotten Lands that destroyed me. <laughs> like, I Andy, Andy, care. do do me a favor. Just cover your ears real quick. Just, oh. just real quick. Okay, yeah. I will. One yeah. second. Charles, if you're in da- if you're in danger, just 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 tap on the mic three times. Let me know. <laughs> Okay, tell Andy you're safe. Don't worry, but just uh, it's you know, just let me know at any time you feel uncomfortable. Three three taps on the mic. I'll I'll get I'll get you out. All right. <laughs> Seems good. Mm-hmm. Yep. I didn't hear any of that. Don't worry about it, Andy. We're it's but, just you know what? Oh, We're I can go and listen back when it's published. Am I not supposed to listen? Was this bad? How bad was this? <laughs> no, it's fine. Okay. I, I don't know. I mean, my my opinion of the Kirby game so far is that it's a fun game it's like i don't i don't know i I haven't really dug too deep in it i'm like oh you know i i i I, every time i every time i initiate mouthful mode i show my partner i was like oh look at this (laughs) (laughs) um just wait until you unlock the gachapon where it's Uh, a it's a um did you start um unlocking them no i I got i got to the i got to the city and then i stopped you know what that's fair there i've gotten in the game you there's little capsules where you unlock mm-hmm. like basically they just put 3d models of items in the game and they put little mm-hmm. descriptions one of them is the the logo of the main company in the game and it talks about like this company used to manage everything gas and water and all these different things and then it was split up and it became hyper competitive with everything else around it and it, it, I don't know, it went on and on about something. 
And then you realize that everything that like the logo of it is everywhere and everything's destroyed, James. Everything fell apart due to hyper competition. Okay. Forgetting everybody that matters and only chasing profit. You explore abandoned malls, abandoned cities, abandoned everything. Okay. And when you eventually find the place that powers all of these places, it's land destroyed. It's on fire. It's ominous. It's scary. And that's what this all ends up being. This is what the world turns into. And, you know, a couple hundred years later, when we burned ourselves out of existence, Kirby comes and explores, and it's inhabited by very cute beasts. Everything's cute. (gasps) When we go out, (laughs) literally the world is replaced by everything cute. Maybe it won't be so bad. I don't know. But it's been making me think. Andy, that is a... a Thoughtful and appreciative. Uh, what's the word? Um, not rant, but uh, you know, a, a, di- a diatribe on, on capitalism and its effects and how we should be concerned about them. You know, I I, re- I do think I do think that you know what that we we fetishize capitalism and and its constant and its constant march towards. You know, more profits quarterly. What have you done for me lately? And in that vein, let's talk about the Engracer Group buying three studios for $300 million. I would like to add one thing to this. this, Go uh, for it. Go for it. Look, I'm of the opinion, much like George Carlin himself, even if we die, the world gets to be fine later because we're gone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. The Earth will be okay. It will. The only way the Earth is not okay is if we snap it in half with nuclear explosions. But that's one of the... What's up? We haven't gotten to the part where I might be a communist. (laughs) (laughs) Embracer Group entered into an agreement to acquire Eidos. Crystal Dynamics. What about the robots? Embracer Group enters into agreement to acquire Eidos, Crystal Dynamics, and Square Enix Montreal from Square Enix for the low, low price of $300 million. Uh, And I know that's a lot of money in the grand scheme of things, but it's also, when you think about it in terms of Bungie sold for, I don't know, what was that, 20 mil, something like that? Um, This is a shockingly low price. Um, they includes 1100 employees across the three studios and eight global locations and includes such IP as Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, uh, Gex and Legacy of Kane series. Uh, and, yes. and Thief. <laughs> and, and I don't know. It's, it's very, inter- I mean, so here's the thing, right? Embracer group with this purchase will now have, 14,000 employees, <laughs> the majority of which are game devs. Um, and they will own something in the neighborhood of 28 studios. I have to double check that number. Um, but yeah, Embracer Group is weird. <laughs> Embra- I mean, the thing about Embracer Group is Embracer Group's another company that probably shouldn't own so many. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, I you know. You know, other other studios of note is Gearbox is underneath Embracer Group. That's right, Gearbox is underneath it. Like so, I you know we do talk about rightfully so um, Sony and Microsoft buying things mostly because they are 
they own the hardware and now want to also own the software, you know, the games that are, you know, that power them. But like Embracer Group's another company that like just owns a bunch of stuff. Uh, and it's weird, uh, uh, to be honest with you. I, um, I, my, I think the big mystery and the giant question mark everyone has is why did Square sell them so low? Mm-hmm. I could, I almost really want to be like, maybe somebody just missed the comma or a, <laughs> or a period, which because yeah, you know, other places use periods instead, and maybe this is just all an accident. And then you know they're gonna argue this at the, with their bank and just be like, hold on, you guys so, accidentally put it in. So, so once. This sale goes through. Embracer, Embracer Group will have a hundred and twenty-two studios, and I had, I had never heard of them before. To be well, honest. they've been buying up all like kind of the the double A and and like single A studios and all like the kind of like IP that's been languishing. Like they own THQ Nordic. Gearbox doesn't really put out that much shit, other than Borderlands, an occasion an occasional shooter that doesn't go anywhere. Um, yeah. Uh, I and I thought what was interesting also. Oh, oh one more thing. Where, oh. Sorry, one more thing. Yep. And then Embracer Group's upcoming content pipeline includes more than two hundred thirty games, with thirty of them being, according to them, AAA games. That's a lot to manage. Yep. And listen, with every buyout, every buyout's scary, right? Because they're not going to think of the people. They're going to think of the profit. And you know what that looks like in 100 years? A forgotten land. <laughs> but really what's important. Uh, and what I thought was interesting was Square didn't sell Life is Strange. And they yeah, didn't they kept- sell Just Cause. Yeah, they kept Just Cause, Life is Strange, and Hit Game Outriders. <laughs> like what? Like Tomb Raider, guys. Tomb Raider. Yeah, but you have to. You have, well, also you have to remember too, Andy. Every every word Square Enix has ever said about Tomb Raider is we thought it would sell more. <laughs> it, it, it it blows my mind. They even Embracer posted something. The I I it's either half or very close to it of all sales of the Tomb Raider property happened with the reboot games. Mm-hmm. That it it moved that many units compared to what. Four games on the PS1, four games on the PS2, you know, and so eight. Let's throw in two more because I think there is, you know, probably ones that didn't matter. But anyways, Mm -hmm. you've got an enormous amount of other games and this is a legendary property. And this is the only thing I care about is what's going to happen to Tomb Raider. Right. I love these games. Uh, Even though Square Enix was constantly disappointed, they never skimped on it. They always gave it the space to have the money it needed and do what it needed. And at least I know in the last game, it was completely single player and it was a triple A experience. When does that happen? It just doesn't. And it was a wonderful game for it. I hear about someone buying a property. When you buy a property, you don't take a risk. And I feel like Tomb Raider is probably going to turn into some awful Fortnite or something i don't know like it's all gonna be bad it's you all know, gonna be bad i don't, I don't i mean i don't later. i don't know about that andy because so far embracer group hasn't really done anything right they've really i mean they've released technically speaking released two borderlands games but those were well into development before embracer bought gearbox um they released 
uh, Battle for Bikini Bottom rehydrated, and what was the other game they remade? Oh, the Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. I mean, those are those are really like the two games they kind of have their their mark on. Um, so, like, we don't know what an Embracer Group game is. You know, we we can't say that it's going to be a live service announcement and all that thing. So it, it's I, I hope it's not. I mean, I've heard differing opinions of that. Like Embracer Group is actually just kind of like this equity firm and they don't really give a shit like they are not meddling in the studios. They bought them and they're like, make this much money and we'll leave you alone. And so I don't know. That could be good. That could be bad. Um, if maybe their maybe their expectations for profit are slightly more realistic than Square Enix's were, where they sold forty million units of Tomb Raider and went, we wanted sixty. <laughs> um, I, I, but, I, I go ahead. No, no, fish. Go ahead, Charles. Well, and so and that's the strange thing, right? Like Andy brought up the whole like Tomb Raider sales under the new trilogy made yeah. a lot of money, yeah. almost three hundred million, if I recall, by itself, right? Mm-hmm. So it's still strange that Square would sell a bunch of stuff yeah. for less than they're worth. Like you, as a business, you would try to evaluate this better and be like, okay, it did all this. But it's so strange. It's so weird because even financial sense, if, if even if you're disappointed with your company that you own, you want to sell them for what it, you know, for as much as you can. It's easily more than three hundred million for 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 those properties. Oh yeah, and like. That's it. They're they're sleeping on legacy of Kane for one. <laughs> uh, hey, 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 Gex. All right, <laughs> and Gex. <laughs> oh yeah, because all Crystal Dynamics. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Isn't Hitman underneath it too? Hit, well, Hitman is right, but they license Hitman. Like I, uh, Idos. What's what's the studio? Uh, where is it? I thought it was Idos. Yeah, Ados Montreal license out licenses out the Hitman license to IO, who is an independent studio. Which makes me um, wonder if Embracer might just buy IO at some point. But we'll see. Um, for three hundred million, this is insane. How much they got? What a good deal! Yeah, yeah. Who, who did that fucking Embracer well, here's, rep? Yeah, blackmail. Here, <laughs> well, here's the here's the thing. So why did they sell them, right? Other than the fact that Square Enix just hates their Western students. Yeah, they do. I, I will say, though, it seems like they always, it feels like they always invested, but then they always meddled, and that's yeah. what messed it up. But I, I, I feel like Square wasn't doing the worst job. The Tomb Raider games no. are great. No, no, no. The Deus Ex um, games, I hear, are great. The second I'm one sure. wasn't, the second one was, the second of the reboot series wasn't as good as the first one but was it bad it's okay hey, it was, that's pretty decent yeah. <laughs> it, was very um, it was very pretty but um so square enix also released a statement saying that you know doing this will allow them to pursue their dreams and make themselves the company of the future focusing on nfts blockchain technology and cloud oh, gaming. that's right <laughs> are they really i thought they were like saying that they weren't really no that's what they said well, <laughs> like, let's say they didn't say nfts expressly um, they said blockchain technology something something and what something, does that something. even mean yeah what it's nothing no, of course it means nothing so, it could, <laughs> so you, have, have to, you don't have to keep the promise whatever 
Well, Andy, you have to also remember this: the CEO of Square Enix was the one who was like, you know, people who play games for fun may not like this decision, oh, yeah, but right. <laughs> <laughs> don't um, worry, Final Fantasy fourteen fans. Yoshi P said he is not going to allow NFTs into fourteen. That's it. And as I'm led to believe, as Tetsuya Nomura uh, sneaks uh, versus thirteen into Kingdom Hearts. It seems like those directors get to do whatever they want with whatever their project is. <laughs> well, here another thought too of why they did this, other than just you know pure xenophobic hate of their Western studios, is <laughs> um, what it is. Is did they shed these people so that they could be bought? Right? You know, they're in talks with someone to buy them, and they're like, price tag's a little high. And they're like, well, what if we cut out these three studios and we sold them to someone else and then the price tags this? Oh, interesting. So it wasn't that they were more profitable, but that yeah. they made something more attractive for Embracer. Because who wants Just Cause? <laughs> like, I mean, I like who just wants cause. that? Sony, that probably. Would... I'm going to be honest with you. It's probably Sony. Sony would make more sense. But who, like... Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna hold on to just cause, but I'm gonna get rid of Tomb Raider. Like You know what would be you know what would be the weirdest fucking thing in the world? Hmm. If Nintendo bought Square Enix. It's honestly just as plausible as Sony is to yeah, me. Yeah, it's it's not nearly as weird. Um but as a recent interview with Reggie Fees and me uh mentioned like Nintendo is in a good spot to make a Netflix of video games. Yeah. Um, but that they don't is uh, really the only thing stopping them. But, you know, I trust Nintendo well, I, over anybody else. I mean, the thing, too, is I don't think we talked about this, but Nintendo just licensed a huge swath of land next to their uh, offices in Japan. Um, specifically, for, yeah, in Kyoto, specifically for... Um, a new like a new area for game studios right so they're looking they're eyeing towards expansion um you know mm. hey square enix could fit that bill i don't know it'd be weird but honestly yeah i i've heard a lot of rumblings amongst the the gaming elite media that this might have been done as a way to make their price tag more palatable to a third party to buy square enix yeah I, and i mean even if you think about that kind of thing where it's like oh we're gonna focus on black blockchain and cloud technology that's someone talking about like we're the company of the future think of all the things you could get if you buy our brand you know yeah i mean like uh i agree in the sense of it, it's a it is a move that you can do um it's probably the only one that makes the most sense but it's also a weird one because yeah. it's such it's such a i'm going to sell this part at a loss in the hopes that you're paying for me mm. like mm. it better like all of this would have to be like it's i don't know if you can even write a contract that would say if i reduce my value to this you are obligated to buy me type sure. of situation no i don't i mean you know they all they all know each other <laughs> right well you know it's it's still like a it's a level of trust that you have to give to each other and yeah. it's just like I don't know if that it really exists. Um, I, I mean, it also could be a thing too, where it's like they were just looking for a reason to get rid of these studios, yeah. and it's like Embracer was like, "Hey, we'll buy them," and they're like, "How much? Three hundred mil? Fine, take no, them." I just I, I believe in the greed of companies that they would never sell something that's not at a loss, like at a big loss, if it wasn't for an actual gain later. 
So it's going to be interesting to figure out what the gain is. Yeah. We'll see. They kept Life is Strange. That's a good decision. That's a good, that's a, <laughs> that's a solid oh. franchise of people that will buy it. Mm-hmm. True Color. Well, that's not uh, Game of the Year. Ooh, that's not the only um, rumor mill going on, too, about uh, sales. Uh, one Imran Khan, not the former leader of Pakistan, but the game's journalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's a guy. Imran Khan was also the name of the president of Pakistan. Oh. But I believe he just got deposed. Um, anyway, that was your Middle Eastern geography lesson oh, for the I day. I was in NPR. And I, I didn't remember <laughs> that. I know there's a lot of stuff going on there. Um, he he put out a tweet this week basically saying that he couldn't get enough confirmation to actually write a story about this. But he's hearing that uh, WB Discovery, which, you know, if you hadn't heard, uh, Warner Brothers sold most of its media companies uh, to Discovery, made this weird hybrid brand it's disgusting um and the gaming studios are part of that rocksteady um it's the other one oh god i'm losing it rocksteady i don't remember what, is, what else they had nether um, netherrealm and then there's one more god damn it warner brothers it's the one who's making harry potter warner brothers that's the weird studios. one that's the newer one right the one that's yeah. making Harry Potter. It's a newer studio. Oh, I think it is newer. It is. So capitalism, huh? That's the yeah, I know, right? Exactly. It all comes back to capitalism. Okay? Yeah, Look at politics right. right now. Capitalism. Okay, these people need to stay in power, all right, to prop up the machine. And they do that by playing towards these issues, okay? Av- they put people Avalanche. in the Supreme Court that really shouldn't be there, but they exploit emotions for these <laughs> uneducated. Oh my! Hmm. Hmm. Charles, pull him back. Yeah, the other studio is Avalanche. He's making the very <laughs> Um. So yeah. <laughs> so here's the but the interesting thing about this rumor is that they're looking to sell the studios, but not the IP. <laughs> <laughs> um nice which is weird because Rocksteady is entirely tied to the DC between Batman and Suicide Squad, Avalanche at this point tied to Harry Potter, and I mean Netherrealm right is synonymous with Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Hence their name. So yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't I can see a world where someone might buy Avalanche and Rocksteady to either make their own IP or a different license. They're pretty good studios, right? I think they can they can work on whatever. Um, but uh, Netherrealm without Mortal Kombat is it's that's I don't know why would you do that? It's wrong. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not right. Um, yeah, Warner Brothers really wants to move into basically being like we just license out IP and collect money and don't worry about making games. You pay us no matter how the game does, mm-hmm. so we always come out ahead. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We may see that coming in the near future. Imran also said that interesting part, interested parties in the studios include EA, Take-Two, Microsoft, Sony, Tencent, NetEase, and PUBG Corp. So basically everyone. Basically every company. Of course they would. Why would they not? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, Rocksteady is a very good studio. Like yeah. I, I would think most, like Microsoft and Sony, I would feel like would be desperate to get Rocksteady under their umbrella. I don't know. Um, 
This is all bad for the industry. All bad. Everything's bad for the industry. Um, what else did Avalanche make? Yeah, all lives matter, James. You're right. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, moving past that. Uh, Avalanche. Avalanche really didn't make that much. They made a lot of Disney games. They made Disney Infinity. Uh, they made a Hannah Montana game. So, yeah, Hogwarts Legacy is kind of like their big game. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, okay. They're the ones making that. Yeah. Rocksteady. So, yeah, I think I think Rocksteady is kind of like the... That's really the gem. It's kind of like... Nether we'll take Well, Nether Realms too. That's true. But... You know, but here's the thing too. Like, Microsoft already has Killer Instinct, then they're doing no, jack yeah, they shit don't with need it. it. And Sony well, I mean, likes to be in fighters. And as I understand, Mortal Kombat like has its own. Everybody has a community, right, in the fighting game community, I guess. But um, Mortal, Mortal Kombat's Kombat in kind is, of a renaissance right now. Yeah, it is, and um, I don't know. I shouldn't speak too much to it, but as I understand, it is competitive it has yeah. become competitive they're uh, great b movies if you ever just they're watch great them. yeah yeah they put work into it they put work into it um this is so gross it's like every other week some bigger company's buying a smaller company like you know what my first thought was my first thought when they What's got that, andy is out, it what it was that andy is it that overwatch 2 is also ruined by <laughs> capitalism <laughs> That's right. I'm moving these stories forward. You can't stop me. Uh, oh. <laughs> so Overwatch 2's beta has been out, and I haven't played it. Um, I assume neither of you have as well. Oh, of course not. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I have watched a lot of people stream it, and I don't get it. <laughs> and that's kind of been the uh, that's been the refrain from. I want to say a majority of people, which is basically this is not a two. This is a 1.5 at best. Now they've owned, this is a multiplayer beta. So they only released the multiplayer point. There's apparently supposed to be a single player version of overwatch two. And maybe that's really what the two is. The single player experience. That is but, basically what it is. The, the yeah. Player yeah. And, and the multiplayer will be given to free. will be given out for free to anyone who owns overwatch one. So Overwatch one players will get the multiplayer experience for free. Um, the it, what what came in the beta is a lot of balance changes, um, some character reworks, noticeably like uh, Doomfist is a tank now instead of a DPS, and um, a change from six v six to five v five, which people have kind of been op- opining on is like I don't hate it, but I don't know enough if it's good or not. Um, <laughs> so. Everyone's just kind of like, this is what you've been working on for five years. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And the obvious answer is no. Uh, but the problem is when you're having a very public event. Yeah. And you don't have the new stuff to show. Why even yeah. have a public event? Yeah. Because yeah. The, the the unwashed masses will cling on to, is this all you have to show? <laughs> Which is fair because you're only showing the stuff that feels the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's also, I think, was there one hero or two new heroes? Uh, I think they've only ever talked about the one new hero, but there should be Sojourn. There's Sojourn and was it like Baptiste or? No, Baptiste has been out. Okay, Baptiste. I, I, 
when Doomfist came out, that's when I lost track of it. So, yeah. um, yeah, I don't know. They they've all. We talked about this recently when we talked. We, we talked about the beta coming and also what is Overwatch doing. And I think we also talked about the only reason Overwatch Two is Overwatch Two is because Activision wanted to have a quote unquote new game on their slate, and then it still hasn't released. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I think that push is also probably what pushed Jeff Kaplan out of the Overwatch team too. Yeah, and man, do I want a, a memoir about that. <laughs> Um, hopefully he was not a, one of the many serial abusers of Blizzard, but who, who, who wasn't at this point? Um, mm-hmm. we're just waiting every day with bated breath for that Ben Brood expose to come out. Aren't we, Charles? Oh boy. The last good one. <laughs> so um, now we don't know anything about him yet. Yeah. Um, but no, I, it's just. I just feel so torn about this because here's the thing, right? With the multiplayer, I'm not paying anything for it. So I don't know if why would I be mad about it not being a big change? It's really kind of just being mad at marketing. <laughs> I think what, everyone's like, come play our new game. And everyone's like, this is the same fucking game. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> you just change the number of players. The uh, one thing I saw that was a good criticism was it's a beta that allows you to play the multiplayer, but you can't select manually select maps so you're you have to randomly get the new maps oh that's disgusting so you are you are all just as likely to play one of the old maps as a new map and so you're just playing the same game you were playing years ago with some new characters and and uh remade heroes because they did um do a bunch of yeah they did some balancing around them but that's not that's the same experience yeah, like I I've seen a lot of people play it and they go, oh yeah, Overwatch was fun, and but then they go, but eh. <laughs> it's like I don't, they don't necessarily feel a reason to keep playing it. Uh, I don't know, man. It's, and this is Overwatch. Overwatch made so much money. Overwatch was at the front of defining what esports looks like. At a large scale, like they were building arenas, right? Creating well, regional teams, adding structure and organization to esports, which is which is growing. I think and, Dota and League of Legends paved that road for them, but they they definitely did it. I think they were trying to outpace like CSGO sure. in terms of the shooter genre and failed spectacularly. Um Although I don't know how the competitive CSGO scene is these days. I haven't really been paying any attention to it. I have no idea. I'm sure just kids are gambling for guns or whatever it is in CSGO. <laughs> but um, I just wonder, though, like you you create a Overwatch to, to want to such an influential franchise. And I can't believe you guys just said that you ha- it's, it's Overwatch 2, but you play the same maps. Yep. You play the same maps. Why wouldn't you just make it? With the new maps, yeah, it should be. Yeah, it's just two maps, right? Yeah, there's only two new maps. Why couldn't you could have even you could have even waited till you had more than two new maps if you wanted, 
And that would have been different at least. What were they doing? Not that I should care about an evil corporation's money, but well, you well, care about the developers, Andy. I do tr- care about the developers. And I hope they were treated well. But Jesus Christ, what were you doing for five years when you can only pump out two maps and a hero? I think, I think it's the single player. But we haven't seen jack shit about the single sure, player. Sure, fair, <laughs> fair, fair, fair. And except like, except a cinematic trailer that came out in. 2019 2018 when was that it was a while it was, ago it has to be bad it was it was it was pre-pandemic it was good oh yeah yeah, well, yeah every every the, overwatch the, the show. i mean that's why we liked overwatch right. yeah <laughs> the art department is the single carrying team it's every the company is on the art department's back right now as oh yeah you release a trailer and go that looks pretty good and then <laughs> oh and you can't say anything about the rest of the company oh Everything else just feels like a disappointment. That art team. Really disappointing. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, we're going to obviously keep our eye on this, but to the, and like you said, once, once Activision is no longer under Bobby Kodak's greasy grip, um, (laughs) you know, we may, we may make our way back to experience their games again. Although we still, unless, unless, uh, unless Phil revives hots, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'll quite be able ready to forgive them. All that money I soaked into that damn MOBA. Same. Oh, oh that's it. What a good time Hots was. I know. Huh. That's okay. Uh, but we'll see. But in the meantime, I have something for you to spend your money on, except Sony said no. <laughs> so remember the other week when we talked about Sony's complicated new uh, PlayStation Plus structure? Mm-hmm. And are you familiar with how, generally speaking, when PlayStation Plus goes on sale, you buy like three years of it and stack it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because I think mine ends at like twenty. <laughs> mine ends at like twenty twenty six. I think currently. <laughs> um, well, what people figured out was based on the chart that they had put out was that if you stacked your PS Now subscription, like you bought a bunch of like year long PS Now subscriptions at a cheap rate, because frankly no one wanted them to begin with, um, those would con those would convert to the highest tier of the new PlayStation um, system. And it would have a significant savings over just buying it outright. So people were buying like eight to 10 years worth of PlayStation now. And then, um, and then getting those and then anticipating those to convert to the, the, uh, the top tier of the new PlayStation plus structure. Um, And then suddenly Friday, I think, everyone was like, wait a minute, I can't put in more time for anything past, I can't stack subscriptions anymore. And Sony confirmed that it has now stopped that. They saw what you were doing, and they're very disappointed in you. (laughs) How dare you take advantage of their systems? I guess. That sucks, though. That sucks. I stacked PS Plus. I mean, we're fine. Like the, the normal PlayStation plus will still be a one to one transfer to the, the bottom tier of the new PlayStation structure, Mm -hmm. which is fine. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't, I'm, I haven't said, I haven't been able to get a clear reading on this. Now it sounds like PlayStation now will three weeks of PlayStation. Now will hold on for, For example, a one-month PlayStation Plus voucher 
will provide access to approximately three weeks of PlayStation Plus Extra or approximately 2.5 weeks of PlayStation Plus Premium. A one-month PlayStation Now voucher will provide access to approximately three weeks of PlayStation Plus Premium. Um, Extra is the middle tier. Premium's the top tier. And then I don't remember what the bottom tier was called. But... Let's see, uh, quote unquote, as we prepare to launch the new PlayStation Plus memberships, we are doing some work behind the scenes to make transition as soon as possible for all our existing members. As a part of this work, we've temporarily disabled stacking memberships for ex- existing customers until after the launch. Rest assured that your voucher code is still valid and you will be able to redeem your code either when existing membership expires or deactivates. Okay. Uh, it also adds, if you currently have a PlayStation Plus or PlayStation Down membership, due to changes we were making in the service prior to launch, you won't be able to redeem a voucher for those for the service until your existing membership expires or deactivates or after the service launches in your area. So it sounds like if you got it in there beforehand, you're good. But if you haven't done it yet, any existing vouchers will then trigger based on that weird 2.5 or one week, three week conversion rate that i just said yeah that was pretty complicated oh my god sony why did you make this so complicated <laughs> i mean it's not that bad but i it's, uh, it's 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 more complicated than it needs to be yes it is more complicated it's uh but um yeah the funny part is um because they're they're like yeah we're honoring all the ones previously it is it is definitely a message of Look, we let you get away. You had your fun. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> you guys had a week to fucking do it, and now we're stopping. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> but now it's, it's got to drop the hammer, boys. Don't let me see you out here again. Well, well someone, someone like the beginning of the week, someone said, well, how many people are going to do it? We'll take It's fine. We'll, we'll yeah. take it on the chin. And then by Friday, they're like, um, we're losing millions of dollars and off. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jesus. So yeah, I don't. It's just funny. Every we can't have nice things. Yeah. It's always we can't cheat. Thing. We can't, can't cheat corporations out of their giant piles of money. <laughs> who will who will attack, uh, protect the big man? That's right. Above us. Yeah. Uh, they're releasing a Warcraft mobile. <laughs> yes, they are. And- it looks oh, like uh, a mobile oh. game. <laughs> just piling on Activision literally today. anything about this. I don't know. This why. was announced today. Um, oh. March, May, May, May 3rd. Uh, Warcraft Arclight Rumble. Miniature Heroes. Colossal Fun. Uh, <laughs> kind of looks. I don't know. Let's see. Is a mobile action strategy game set within the the Warcraft universe where collectible minions minis come to life and battle in frantic melee skirmishes. Play in multiple modes, including single player campaign, going head to head in epic PvP battles, playing co op and more. Experience the true meaning of joyful chaos. There's a gameplay trailer if you want to look for it. Yeah, I'm playing the trailer. I I don't know. Let's let's see what this is. Like, I don't think it's a Clash of Clans, but it could be a Clash of Tower Defense style. Also, they're designing everything so they look like um, like minis, like really like like little figurines. Oh, it's kind of cute. It is. Well, again, the art department is is on their back, Andy. That's right? true. Yeah, it does. It kind of looks like a tower defense. So I guess they're kind of playing into the MOBA theme a little bit, but not quite. I don't know, man. Why Blizzard and mobile games are just? <laughs> they still haven't released Diablo Immortals. <laughs> Wait, really? Right. Oh yeah. 
It's a PC game now, too. That's right. You can play it on PC. It's going to be available on PC, a game that you spend years designing for mobile, and then you're just going to put it on PC, call it a day. Every Android game is a PC game now with Windows 11. Oh, yeah. That's true. Um, But (laughs) I don't know. I just... It's like, <laughs> you know what? People saying our company's out of touch and we don't really deliver things that people want anymore. Mobile games, though. <laughs> yeah, it's this like isn't the way to do it. I don't know. It's or just, it could be really good. I don't know. I mean, it could be. But also, it's they just continue to alienate their core audience, as we yeah. just talked about with Overwatch 2. Yeah. Um, but is this but, a way that you get the children into Warcraft? Who gives what child gives a shit about? <laughs> I Warcraft is for old people. It is. Like, Andy. Are are old people going to play this? I mean, maybe. Need something while you're holding your young child in your other arm, you know? Well, I mean, though, like, so take this, sit it against, you know, Clash of Clans or mm-hmm. um, all those other whatever games that became immensely popular. Um, I, they all look the same to a kid. That's true. So I will, what, I, mm-hmm. I will say this. It's vertically aligned and God, God bless them. God, I bless hate it. Yeah. I hate every game that is horizontally aligned Agreed. on a phone. Agreed. I, every time I think that I'm going to get into a free to play game, I immediately don't download it. <laughs> the second the second I have to turn my phone, I go, yeah. oh, this game's not going to last. <laughs> you and me, James, we're on the same page. Charles, the true gacha gamer here to tell you <laughs> that's it. Either alignment is fine for me as long as it has a good and reasonable gacha system. Which I can't wait to hear about the microtransactions for this game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, they're going to be heavy. I guarantee you that. Exactly. And so when it is, and it's awfully heavy for a fucking tower defense game, <laughs> whatever. They could just be awful. Don't you want to get your collectible Torin Guardian 5 or whatever? <laughs> Spe- if you if you buy a hundred gems, you might be able to get Tyrion Forgering, Silver Hand, Ashbringer version. <laughs> Ashbringer version. Tyrion Forgering post Legion version is just a, a charred corpse. Uh, <laughs> no, that's wait. That's Bolvar. That's Bolvar. No, he dies in Legion. Uh, Tyrion does. Remember, he gets. Oh yeah, uh, Tyrion does that. Yes, because he's in. Yeah, but he wasn't charred, was he? No, now, remember he had the light, and then he gets bathed in fire, and then you find him <laughs> down the river, just fine, but dying. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, Warcraft's we weird. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah. my disappointment is immeasurable. <laughs> I just we want Blizzard to do well. I think that's the thing we talk about. We talk about them all the time because we have such an attachment to this brand and these and these properties, and we're like. Just, just stop, just stop tripping on your face, guys. Just let us like you, but instead you do shit like this constantly. Ah, oh, maybe one day they'll be good again. Maybe one day. No. But you know what's good now? What? Rogue Legacy Two. Oh, I heard really good things about that. That's right, baby. I've been playing it uh, all week. Um, I liked the first one. 
As How did would I. You say it's different. It's not. Uh, <laughs> it's prettier. Um, and they added a bunch of things where it's. Oh, hold on. Let me start back up. Rogue Legacy Two uh, came out of early access this week and or last week, and is now a came out point. You know, it's one version, so it's officially released, and everyone likes it. Has on Open Critic has a critic average of eighty nine, and a hundred percent of critics recommend you play it. Um, and I haven't played the original Rogue Legacy in a long, 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 long time. Yeah, um, Rogue Legacy is. I feel like I mean, with, along with Dead Cells, right? It was one of those like leaders of the roguelike genre. I would say so. It made yeah. roguelike fun for me. Yeah, because um, it's not um, like you know a top down dungeon crawler it was a 2d side scrolling um game and yeah dead cells so was dead cells yes sorry but rogue legacy was way before dead cells oh now i gotta look this up rogue legacy Um, is old i would say like um, 2017 2016 rogue legacy came out in 2013 jesus (laughs) even older than i thought wasn't it Vita? Uh, I think I played it on PS4, so yeah, it wouldn't make yeah. sense. Yeah, So, and then when did Dead Cells come out? Dead Cells came out in... Jesus Christ. That's like two, two or three. 2018, yeah, so Rogue Legacy actually way back there. Yeah, one of the forebears. Um, Dead Cells is older than I thought. Well, time flies yeah. in a pandemic, you guys. <laughs> also true. But you know what, Andy, I guess the other thing too is... 2018 might be when it came out of early access. Oh, okay. Oh, really? I don't know. When did it go into early access? Development. I just know when I played Rogue Legacy, I was like, oh, maybe I could like. And then I played Crypt of the Necrodancer, and I don't need another roguelike again. That That is the perfect game. Oh, early access launched in 2017 for Dead Cells. So even still, it's still not that far ago. But either way. Um, yeah, I, I've been playing it since it uh, released because I was like, oh, I liked Rogue Legacy. Um, I would say it's a lot prettier. Um, not that the original game was ugly or anything like that, but the graphics no. are incredibly crisp um, and look beautiful and smooth to play. I think they've added a lot of quality of life improvements where it's like, hey, here's things you can do to make the runs easier, to make them faster. They actually added this system called Home Rules where you can actually just change the game outright to make it easier if you want. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's been a fun little game to play. I am still get. It's weird. I get into the the actual lore of the game, and it's like around the time I've died like my 50th time, I'm like, this family is not learning its lesson. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, if you don't know Rogue Legacy, every character is supposed to be the heir of the character that you died as in your previous run. So it starts to get a little astronomical when you can scroll back and see every character that mm-hmm. you've ever had. Some of which I'll just die instantly. Cause I'm like, this is a bad role. <laughs> get rid of this guy. <laughs> Why is he here? Um, but no, it's, it's a really fun game and I highly recommend playing it. Hmm. I'm glad to hear it's good. I liked the first. And then also coming out last week oh. was Switch Sports. What was it? Uh, yeah, Switch Sports. Switch Sports, including soccer, tennis, or badminton, volleyball, 
um bowling and the sword fighting oh the sword fighting yeah chombo or whatever it was yeah mm-hmm. um and volleyball right you mentioned that so, yeah i said volleyball um so here's the thing <laughs> with switch sports reviews have been kind of mixed and that's because online wasn't ter- it is this is an online first game which is a weird concept for Nintendo to begin with. Let's all acknowledge that. <laughs> Nintendo really built this game and went, you know what? This is we're, we're really going to make it so that this is not couch co-op. This is online co-op. Um, flying in the face of everything they've ever done in every game ever. <laughs> um, but that online was not turned on until Friday. So reviewers really couldn't review the game. Because if you played in offline mode, you couldn't unlock things and couldn't like you know get stuff for your character and other stuff. So I don't know it. This game, and I think it's gotten dinged for that. It's also missing obviously boxing and golf, right? Which are big things that people want. But I don't know. I've, I've been watching people playing on streams, and they've had a good time. They say it's fun with the Joy-Con, but I think you know. I don't know if it has the lasting legacy of Wii Sports does, right? Where people are still playing Wii Sports to this day. I don't know if Switch Sports has quite the same kind of grasp. Only time will tell on that kind of thing. Honestly, golf is where I am, but. Yeah. I think the other big problem, too, for this game in particular is that it's not bundled with the. (laughs) the, That's true. You don't get it for free. Yeah. Yeah. It is only $40, though. Yeah, but that's a. That's a that's a little bit of an ask, like uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, forty dollars is definitely like more affordable. But for something like you know, um, this type of game where you want it to be social and playful, uh, it would have been nice to be able to do local and have eight of your friends in Hawaii play together. But <laughs> I, I think you can still do local. Can you? I hope so. I, I'm pretty sure you can, because I again. We live in a pandemic era, so I've only seen people play online, and I haven't launched it yet to look at it. I haven't downloaded. I haven't launched it yet, um, mostly because I, have, I don't have a good place in my house where I can play <laughs> Switch Sports at the moment. Um, but I don't know. I think I think you can still do it, but I think it's not. That's not Nintendo's intended experience, which again, very weird for Nintendo. Yeah. No, I agree. I, and that's the thing. I I, I think it's going to be something I do end up getting uh, because mm-hmm. I have visions of playing this with uh, other people. And I'll probably play it for just for funs sometimes around just because, yeah. um, you know, sometimes you just want to live a simpler life. And maybe you live in a giant stadium where you just play sports with other people. It's actually kind of like a mall if you've watched it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people walking around in the background. It's it's like all the sta- all the stadiums are in a mall. <laughs> <laughs> that is weird. It is. It's very weird. I think they envision it as some kind of like you know colossal sports arena where every sports is available. But you know the the way it looks and it plays off is like no, this is a mall. There's those are people. Those people are going to journeys. <laughs> <laughs> God, uh, should die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. Play it. See how you feel about it. I might try to play it before the week's over. Um, mm-hmm. I know I know my partner is actually looking forward to playing it, so we might play it together. Mm-hmm. And I'll crush her in some fucking bowling. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking destroy her. Um, but anyway. 
We'll talk about how I exert dominance in my relationship on another episode of Ads to Party. <laughs> She's going to come over here and punch me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been your host, James the Lanesman Hartwell, <laughs> and I've been joined by... Charles, supporter of women's right, Yamant. Uh, and I've been joined by... Well... <laughs> Come on, Mr. NPR. Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I was going to say Andy. Um, um, I don't know. Now I feel bad that I wasn't going to support women's rights in it. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, Kirby is the solution to capitalism, guys. Well, you got to say your name, Andy. Okay. <laughs> Andy, Kirby, uh, capitalism. Comrade Kirby K. Let's go. <laughs> that works. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, listen, women are losing the rights because of capitalism. It's all capitalism. We're falling. What is, capital, what is capitalism but patriarchy, Andy? Hashtag, hashtag pro choice. Pro choice. It was just a draft, though. We don't know yet. I hope to God it wasn't real. <laughs> I we hope to pray. God they realize how stupid they are. They, absolutely they stupid they are. <laughs> They won't. Fight back. Good night, everyone. Fight back. <laughs>